All right. Welcome to Old School Chain. Hugo Ben Magnus with you guys. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're lighthearted on Old School. Tonight, I'm in a bit of an angry mood, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so we're uh, honestly recording this on Monday. A lot of you will see it on Tuesday. And Amy Coney Barrett just got confirmed. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. First, usual note about the sponsors. Uh, speaking of angry, take out the trash in 2020. So uh, this is on shoptyt.com. You know, it's a week from now uh, that, that you get to do this. So make sure you're voting. Uh, and if you're MAGA, nah, I feel sorry for you. Uh, but I suppose, uh, you know, you're you're really excited about the election, too. You guys are about to win. You're only down by 10. Oh, my God. You you got this thing. All right. Anyway. George, just before you go on, George, yeah, George, let me tell you why they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, uh, now just again, I know you got to take sure in 10 seconds. I'll say that you're upset about Amy Coney Barrett. I, I think, like most Americans, uh, feel really good that the Supreme Court is back to nine justices that I was I was uneasy uh, at eight. And now I feel like I can take a deep uh, a deep sigh of relief because uh, God forbid that this thing, you know, I don't know if ever in our history we've only had eight judges. So I think thankfully we're confirmed and she's going to be up and then, you know, potentially hearing cases about the election, which I think, which I think is great. Makes things, uh, you know, I just think that's, that's what the founders would have wanted. Yeah. We're not allowed to say anything rational. Uh, I'm going to say rational things later in the show that are going to uh, potentially get us in trouble. So you have that to look forward to. All right, anyway, last sponsor is uh, TwoStrongCoffee.com slash TYT. Uh, yeah, that makes me look better uh, when it covers my face. Um, anyways, okay, I think I'm going to get this branded on my head. Uh, so, uh, Progressive Coffee, uh, we're, uh, they're like TYT, um, not playing around. Uh, super clear about where they stand. They get money to just Democrats, Rebellion Pack, and others. If you buy two bags or more, you get that lovely cup or cup. Who says cup? Mug. If you buy three bags or more, twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT. That's easy to remember. Okay. Um, so, look, it, now the chance of Trump land stealing the election went up by a couple of points. I don't think they're going to. I, I Would Trump do it if he could? Billion percent. Uh, it's not even close. Uh, can he likely not? The lead is likely too large. Uh, and and even a six to three Supreme Court, or really effectively five to four Supreme Court, it'll be too hard if the lead is too large. Right? And it might, might just get called much quicker than anyone anticipates uh, on election night. Um, uh, we're talking about, there's a poll out today that uh, a week before the election um, that they're tied in Georgia. Uh, there is no scenario where the Republican and Democratic candidates are tied in Georgia and the Republican candidates wins. It's not a thing. Um, so if you think that's a thing, you don't know anything about politics. Um, now, but you have to say, hey, I think that that poll is real. I think all the polls are real. I think they're accurate, et cetera. And, and it's not as easy and simple as it used to be because they're tied in Georgia, but they're also close to tied in Ohio, which makes no sense if you uh, are used to old school politics in America from old school as in like eight years ago. <laughs> that you know, would have never, never happened. 
But, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I pay a lot of attention to polls and know the difference between one poll and another poll. You know, the Georgia poll, I mean, Biden's actually slightly ahead in Georgia, if you take all the all the polls in. And if I'm not mistaken, Trump, I'm pretty sure I'm not, Trump won Ohio in 2016 by more than he won Georgia. Georgia was a five-point state in 2016, and I think Ohio was pushed 10, you know, under 10, but but over yeah, eight, I'm sure. Yeah, right around nine. So, you know, uh, the way we think about the country is different. What, again, strikes me as odd is that Trump has a slight lead in Ohio. Slight. I mean, again, that's a state that could go to Biden. But Biden has a big lead in, in you know, in Pennsylvania. I mean, they're they're right next to each other. <laughs> they, it sort of uh, defies logic to me that they would be dramatically different. But uh, there's no way around it. Polls look good. Uh, you know, there's a... Um, you know, there's a poll today from a non-crazy polling service, though the site that they run, which is called, this is going to surprise you, I'll give you a hint of what side they're on, the, the site that publishes it is called American Greatness. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a lunatic right uh, site. Uh, but the polls, you know, Nate Silver has them rated as a B minus. It's a career pollster. And that had uh, Trump ahead by three in the in Pennsylvania, which is uh, far and away the the most important state to pay attention to on a, on election night, it becomes virtually impossible for Trump to win if he doesn't win Pennsylvania. Yeah. Nearly, oh, essentially, can't be done. It would have to be I, some super, wild trickery. Yeah, I, I'm super curious. Um, the internal uh, workings of these right wing polling organizations. Because I know left-wing polling organizations, and they wouldn't play around with the facts if their life depended on it. Um, because the minute they get a poll slightly wrong, mainstream media will come down on them like a ton of bricks and immediately dismiss them, call them not credible. Uh, you know, yeah, I, um, a couple of polling organizations have gotten the elections the most right in the last couple of elections. And even then, it's either not acknowledged, or if it is, it's like super begrudgingly, like, ah, data for progress got that poll right. God damn it. Right. Um, whereas Rasmussen and Trafalgar and whatever this latest, we're number 211 Inse coronavirus deaths and cases. Anyway, whatever that site is. Um, I don't know what they do. Their numbers are so wildly different than anyone else's numbers. Do they? I assume they do some, um, like some chicanery around who they ask and how they ask it, etc. Or do they just go, "Who cares? We're in a fact-free well, world now. Let's just make it up." Yeah, I doubt that it's that. But because you, you know, the key to a successful fact-free world is finding a way to make your argument sound like it's steeped in some fact. And then there are people like Devin Nunes who don't know how to do it, right? John Radcliffe doesn't know how to do it. Um, but pollsters, they got an idea. So you take some things that are true, right? You know, you poll an equal number of, you poll the proper amount of Democrats, Republicans, and independents. And by the way, that number isn't 33, 33, 33, right? You do whatever the appropriate number was, and then it all comes down to, and why you see many polls if you follow 538's polling averages daily, and you know, they got every new poll in there every day. Um, and you'll see some polls with three, two or three different models each day, and that's based on expected turnout, right? 
And so if this much turnout happens, then uh, Biden's ahead by six. If it's only this much, Biden's ahead by three. But if it's this much, he could be up by eight. So I imagine they create a scenario to give him the lead where the turnout overwhelmingly favors Trump. And then it's a true poll, right? But it probably doesn't reflect what the turnout uh, will be. That's one way to fudge the numbers without lying. Yeah. In one way of defining lying. Yeah, I got you. And that's how it used to be. I mean, look, a lot of politics is about fudging uh, numbers, facts, reality. Um, and it's the Republicans are not alone in doing that. Um, but although they have mastered the art for sure, and I don't want to do a false equivalency, they're 182 times worse. Um, but uh, but now Trump took it to a different level where he's like, what are you guys fudging for? What are you wasting your time? So Devin Nunes does it in a way that's unsophisticated and ineffective. Uh, Trump does it in a way that's unsophisticated and very effective. So he just yeah. goes, no, me win, you lose. Me have more numbers. And then everybody goes, he have more numbers. He have more numbers on his side, right? He's just a blunt instrument. And it's amazing how well it works. What, But what people don't understand is they say, okay, but all right, then why don't Democrats or somebody else do that? Well, number, well, there's a lot of reasons why corporate Democrats don't do it. That goes back to Amy Coney Barrett, and maybe we'll have that discussion. But uh, but the, the reason you can't do it or no one else can do it as effectively as Trump is not because Trump's some sort of genius, uh, far from it. It's because he has he already had escape velocity. So what I mean by that is his level of fame was so large to begin with that everyone was paying attention to everything he said. So that allowed him to go over the top in a way that Devin Nunes can't on the Republican side, uh, that almost no Democrat can on the Democratic side. I, I think that AOC would have a chance at that kind of escape velocity if she wanted to go full bore uh, in, in attacking the opponents, in attacking the media, and all those different things. So it's not as easy as, hey, Ben, why don't you go say crazy things and then everybody will, you know, follow you. No, you yeah. need you need the all of the rest of the media to cover your every word. If you can get that, you give me that, uh, we'll <laughs> Democrats will never lose another election. Yeah. At least the progressives. I have a hesitation to agree with you about AOC, although certainly on the left, she has the most star power by far. Um now that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is gone, <laughs> but uh, uh, certainly in the progressive world. But she has that power because she is uh, 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 dogged on climate change, right? And uh, uh, ruthless about healthcare. And I don't think that's the same as being famous. So I don't know that she could ever have the same exit velocity. Now, look, if she'd uh, she'd hosted a show on the Playboy channel called Whip It Out that had been a top 10 show, <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know. Wait, did, did Trump do that? Did I miss no, that? No, that's the show that my brother and I made up that we would uh, hit our mom and her friends with that Josh was leaving journalism to go host a show on the Playboy channel called Whip It Out. And her mom's friends were like, are you sure you should give up journalism? He'd be like, oh, journalism's dead. This is a, this is the future. Everybody's watching cable now anyway, and uh, it shows like sexy and fun, and everybody will be really attractive, you know. And if they lose, they have to whip it out. And uh, 
And one of them would go, Josh, why are you doing this? And he go, well, I'll tell you what, uh, $80,000 an episode. That's that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> it's an indictment of society that anyone would even believe that, right? <laughs> it's also, it's an amazing indictment of society that this is a story from like, I don't know, 1996 and now, or whatever, 98. And now we'd be like, yeah, that show would probably work. You know? No, I literally yeah. thought that there was yeah. some chance I missed yeah, that no, yeah. Trump had actually done that show. <laughs> totally right. Yeah, that's right. It's totally plausible that that would be the ninth raciest show on television right now. Yeah. And look, well, I'll tell you a funny story then. Um, so uh, I, I was a struggling talk show host. <laughs> One could argue. But anyway, uh, so uh, about now. Anyways, uh, and and. Back then, there was no online. There was no nothing, uh, it, you know. And I was it was a nearly impossible breakthrough on the radio. And then, and then I finally got the TV job where Ben and I met. And and my friend Bora came up with an idea to uh, prank my dad. Okay, and and we'd put it up on public access. No, I'm kidding. We didn't tape it. We're not. I hate people who prank their parents and tape it. I can't. Ah. Anyway, so. Uh, and, and the idea was we're going to go to him and say, look, now that Jank is, you know, uh, at least has a salary and, and is doing well on TV, he's decided that gives him the courage to finally change professions one more time and try to play video games for a living. <laughs> and so we did. We, we told my dad that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, he was actually not overly surprised. It was not like a very dramatic moment because he's because he already thought being a talk show host is so mental. Right. <laughs> he's like, well, how much worse could it be, right? Right, totally. Uh, That's right. But then the reason I tell you that story is because now my dad's grandson, Hassan Piker, right. plays video games for a living and a pretty good living. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make it good, but it does make it prescient. Yes. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we were both prescient. Um, anyways, accidentally so. Um, so, uh, yeah, so let me just throw this out real quick. So, like, in Georgia, there's this terrible pollster called Survey Monkey. At 538 is a, a D minus. But I went through all their polls today. But the only people who poll every state. Like, you want to know how far Joe Biden's ahead in Connecticut? They did a poll. Hawaii, they've got a poll. Donald Trump killing Biden in Wyoming. Right? <laughs> they'll, they'll let you know That's a lot true. of stuff. You know? But they, they have two polls out today for Georgia. And... Uh, uh, and and one of them uh, has uh, 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 Biden up six, and the other one a, a likely voter poll of six with six thousand people sampled of one. Maybe they've got better, and 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 their their methodology has not impressed five thirty eight to this point. So, yeah, it's uh, but it's that said, it's great. That said, that that's all. If you just take the likely voter ones, then the last few have been uh, a, a tie, uh, uh, and uh, you know, a Biden by four in one, Trump by four in another, uh, both reputable pollsters. The one by uh, with Biden up four is even ranked higher. So uh, it's entirely possible, as you said, that this could be a uh, that that the six that that the fact that uh, that she's been confirmed to the court might not matter if he wins Georgia. Uh, it's not. I, and I also think real quick on that, that, uh, you know, because the size of it really does matter, as you were saying, and in part, not so much because of the court, but because of the, how much will the Republicans will have to fight that, 
Um, and, I, and believe me, I'm done expecting any of them to do the right thing. But they one thing that Mitch McConnell is not known for is expending enormous political capital on losing propositions, right? And if Trump, if Biden has more than 300 electoral votes, right? And there's some chance he could be up around 340. I think very quickly Trump becomes a loser and they're not interested in losers. Um, you know, we read all these stories of unnamed Republicans who won't, uh, who said, oh my God, it's, I can't believe we elected him as another today. Um, uh, you know, how could this have happened? He's disgusting. I never thought he'd win, but of course nobody stood up to him. Uh, and they didn't because he was a winner. You, you tagged on along with a winner. He lifted them all up. This was a way to have power and they couldn't, they couldn't let go of it. But if he's a loser, then they'll be like, this guy, it's crazy. Look, we lost this election. We'll, we'll come back strong in the midterms because Joe Biden's a communist. So I think he really has to keep it close, not only uh, to make it a cogent argument, but just in, in order to have support beyond Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro, and Dave Rubin. Yeah, so a um, c- couple of things about that. First of all, um, They've got 538 has SurveyMonkey at, um, am I, is weird things happening to my picture, video? Oh, that is strange. I don't know why that's happening. It looked great to me. Um, okay, anyways, I'll pat her on, see what happens. Um, uh, 538 has SurveyMonkey at a D minus. Uh, they have yeah. tyt.com at a C minus. So it gives you a sense of, uh, by the way, I, I joke around about that because Trump the other day was putting out all of these, um, uh, tweets about how um, he won the debate according to the Daily Wire poll and the the Blaze poll and the Breitbart poll. Like, you know, those aren't real polls, right? Those are people going to a conservative website and saying, "Yes, I came here to love Donald Trump, and in fact, I love Donald Trump." Uh, yeah. And so, when if TYT did a poll, um, for example, Elon Musk, yes or no. We would never present that as a scientific poll. We just tell people, yeah, I mean, we did a poll of our progressive audience, right? What, what, I can't, what, how did that come out, by the way? It's a great poll. Yeah. So you, actually, you're probably glad I brought it up because one, 70 to 30, you won in that uh, Elon no. Musk. No. No. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, and that's the last time I checked. It might have gotten worse now. Because I've now switched my vote to a no. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, he, I mean, once was within days, within hours after our argument, I was like, "Oh man, Jack, it's going to change his vote." This has been a devastating forty-eight hours for Elon Musk, and I can't even remember what was so offensive about it. And and I didn't even change it then. And and again, I'll clarify for the millionth time. Doesn't mean that I was in favor of Elon Musk or in favor of his political views. Certainly not. Uh, but I thought he's an interesting person, and you know, I. I like I that there's interesting people in the world. I think you're blowing the poll when you explain it. Like it doesn't, if you don't get it, whatever. You get it. You're, you're in the TYT audience. Yeah, I, I, I hear yes you. Yes or no. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but the reason now I'm switching to a note, despite all that, is because I saw his tweet about the coup in Bolivia. Uh, you, you might think it's random, but no, it's not random because that involves actual people's lives and is very real. And so there's a lot of lithium in, in Bolivia. Uh, and uh, Tesla uses lithium for their batteries. Um, and so uh, he said when somebody said, oh, the leftist candidate won in Bolivia, sad day for you, Elon, or something like that, he said, oh, we'll coup anyone we like. 
Yeah, mm, and even if you're fun. You, even if you're joking, that guy does not appear to have a great sense of humor. No, no. When you are uh, running a company that needs the natural resource of a comp of a country, and you and you say we'll do a coup in a country we've done a coup in recently to get that lithium and steal it from the Bolivian people, that's not really that funny. Um, yeah, Pat, in fact, Pat I, I don't know what the punchline gonna... is. They, they, right. It's not a joke. He's, right, right. I don't know that he means it like seriously, like, no, I'm going to call Trump and we're going to try to do a coup. No, but but he means it seriously like, yeah, we'll do it if we want. Who cares? We have the weapons, yeah, yeah. so we'll go and murder them and take their, uh, their, their resources and use it for my company so I can make more money. No, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I switched my vote to a hard no on Elon Musk. Yeah, it was really, it was obvious. He's such a no. Um, but I mean, like a different argument is, hey, is he an interesting guy? I mean, yeah, probably. So is Tucker Carlson. But he's a no, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, he's a no. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, I looked up the numbers before we ran out, run out of time or I turned into another uh, animal, whatever that thing was with all the things on my face. Um, okay, anyways, uh, Georgia was, okay, first I'll give you Ohio in 2016. It was, we remembered it close. It's, it was 8.13% uh, that Trump won it by a little over 8% in 2016. Georgia was only 5.16%. Yeah, so it was three so, points more. Yeah. yeah, so given that, I think we've kind of been looking at it wrong the whole time. Especially because if they hadn't done the voter purges, which some of those folks are now back on the voter rolls, only some, Stacey Abrams definitely would have been the governor of Georgia, which leads you to believe, can a Democrat win Georgia yeah, right. on the presidential level? Of course. Yeah, yes. right. With Trump with much lower approval ratings and, and Biden a more liked candidate for whatever reason than, than Hillary. Yeah, of course. And and with those, those voters purged, you know, 5.1 might have become 3.8, you know, might have been quite close, much closer anyway. Yep. All right. Uh, so for some of you who are leaving you now, uh, bless your hearts. Get more of, the, uh, of old school by becoming a member. TYT.com slash join. And you can get this whole episode where I'm going to continue. I say I'm going to step off the rage, I think, a little bit uh, as we go along. And I haven't said the things that are going to get me in trouble yet. So you have that to look forward to. Uh, there you go. That's good enough to be a, a reason to be a member. TYT.com slash join. Okay, back on Old School Jank and Ben with you guys. Sponsors are TwoStrongCoffee.com slash TYT. Badass mug. It's a bean. It's a fist. It's fun for everybody. Uh, TwoStrongCoffee.com slash TYT. And ShopTYT.com. This cool shirt. Takeout. Well, it doesn't say trash or garbage. And it doesn't mm. say Trump. It doesn't say MAGA. It just says take out the, oh, there's a trash can with a red hat on it in 2020. So shoptyt.com for that. All yeah, right. you should be, people should be taking out their trash every year. So I don't find anything wrong with that T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of red hats. Yeah. Um, so I like how the guys who called themselves patriots picked red hats. That's uh, the way oh, yeah. to go. I get the reason for it. Well, there is a little bit of an analogy. The conservatives during the Revolutionary War also wore red hats. Yeah. Also, I thought I thought like you know I mean if the if if, if leftists had worn red hats they'd be like communists you know I mean that's the uh, I thought it was a peculiar uh, choice I mean I would think it made more sense if they had white hats. Yeah. Well, you know the maybe the red hats are a, a hat tip, if you will, to the monarchy. Uh, so of course that's what the British soldiers wore, uh, and 
Uh, and these guys are authoritarian. Uh, they like dictators. Uh, yeah. And so maybe that's when they say make America great again. That's what they want. Make the American colonies uh, great again. Uh, you know, who am I to say what they want? <laughs> so, uh, by the way, in reference to the white, like uh, I was talking to, to our friend Michael Shore. And so, and he was in the South this week covering the campaign. And, uh, uh, and he mentioned he was near the, the Confederate White House. And it struck me since the Confederates were trying to break away from the United States, right? They were the oppression of the United States and the, was the reason for, the, uh, for leaving the, uh, for seceding from the Union. It must have been overwhelmingly powerful to name the White House something else, right? Not like the White House. But they were really in a bind. <laughs> like, it really had to be the White House. I just imagined them at a meeting, like, blue house, red house, black house. Like, yeah. Boys, it's got to be White House. I mean, come on. <laughs> we're the Confederacy. <laughs> the whole reason we're doing this is to have a White House. Pretty sure they weren't going to name it the Black House, that's, that's for right, sure. That's right. They were in a bind. They were in a bind. Yeah, you got to be yeah. Ben, I think you're on to something. Uh, we just invented it. Uh, hashtag MABA, make America British again. <laughs> uh, and it, it, you know, it kind of feels old school because it reminds you of ABBA a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And they're all about money, money, money. Right. I'm not uh, sure they, I'm just saying. ABBA, dancing queen, queen. Want to go back to the British? Have a queen? Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. All right. Right there. It's all right there. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, look, for all of you offended, if there are any of you that are offended, um, certainly not normally on tourist viewers, but about, hey, what do you mean they want a dictator? Donald Trump uh, is now, the story out of Axios yesterday, uh, as soon as the election's over, if he wins, probably if he doesn't win either, um, he's going to, he's got a hit list of people he's going to fire from his own administration. And people doing transitions are perfectly normal. So one of the people on the list is apparently Betsy DeVos, of all people. But if they have a, a difference or he thinks he hasn't performed well, whatever that means for Donald Trump, that's no problem at all. That's not at all controversial. Uh, but on his list is the FBI director, the CIA director, the defense secretary, and potentially the attorney general. So And Mark, and Mark Meadows. Right. Yeah, but Mark Meadows is also normal. He wants to get rid of his chief of staff. Yeah, that's up right. to him. Um, no, the, but getting rid of intelligence officers and law enforcement officers because they won't arrest your political opponents, not normal, not at all normal. And he had, and it's not, he's not subtle about it. We talked about it earlier. He's a blunt instrument. He, he said on national television, yeah, I'm very disappointed in Bill Barr because he didn't indict, uh, Joe Biden right before the election. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and you know, <laughs> I object even to your use of the word. We've all used it. I don't object it in your behalf. Just like what, MAPA? <laughs> yeah, MAPA. MAPA. It's not a respectful thing. Um, the uh, no normal. Like, and I we all use it all the time. I'm not obviously I'm not getting on you. It's like not normal. Like it, beyond not normal. I mean, these first of all, these people were all appointed by him. Like, I mean, the FBI director is supposed to be nonpartisan. I mean, and and James Comey is the person most responsible for for and most immediately responsible for his election in 2016, right? Whole long list of, of, of people that must accept responsibility for it. But, but without Comey reopening that thing, she probably wins despite all the issues, right? And, and he fired that guy. But these guys are all appointed by him. These are his people, 
right? He could put anybody in there. He put Christopher Ray, right? He could have named any head of the CIA. Yeah, he could have named anybody chief of staff. He, he not only had a chance to name anybody attorney general, but then he regretted his decision and he got Bob Barr and Barr did everything he wanted for 18 months, right? In embarrassing fashion. I mean, Bob Barr is uh, not going to have any respect uh, in this country going forward. But he even pushed Bob Barr to a limit. Like we found a limit for Bob Barr. Bill Barr. Um, Bill Barr, sorry. Bob, Bob Barr is the, the uh, from uh, Georgia. Uh, Georgia, right. That's, that's probably why I had him in my head. We started yeah. a conversation about Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we found we found a we, we found a, a limit for William Barr. Yeah. And, and but it, it's actually it's a slightly worse than that, because so there's different reasons why he wants to fire people under the ge same general umbrella for Haspel who's a CIA director who authorized torture and then burned the tapes illegally. So doesn't get any more right-wing than Gina Haspel. Uh, but he's like, she wouldn't unclassify documents because she thought it might get CIA agents killed. And he's like, so what? Yeah, right. You're, uh, you're missing, right. She's missing the, she's missing the, what ought to be the main goal, right? And that's what it is for all of them. I'm sure I haven't even read that story yet, but that's obviously true for Haspel. And uh, it's obviously true for Barr. It is, and I'm sure it's true for DeVos, but nobody really cares because she's the Secretary of Education and an incredible lightweight. But I'm sure, in his mind, she was not loyal enough. She didn't, she didn't give enough. She didn't bow at the feet enough. She didn't do enough. She dis disrespected him, right? Didn't treat him uh, as the sole focus. And that's the danger of what happens when you give a job like that to someone who doesn't really need you, right? She's fabulously wealthy. When she was done with this, she was not going to go have a career in public service, right? I mean, she was going to go back home to her enormous DeVos family wealth. And she probably is not even into this job. I'm just guessing. I have really yeah. no idea. So, so God, God knows why he's mad at her. But my fun theory is that it's because she didn't defend Trump you. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, so, it's something personal. That's right. Whatever it is, yeah. it's personal. And you know, he had to pay twenty-five million dollar fine for running a scam university, and he probably thought, uh, "Why did I put Betsy in there? She was supposed to defend me on that and declared an official university, right?" And so, but anyway, that's the least important of them. So on uh, Bill Barr, and now they've turned on Lindsey Graham too. Uh, Lou Dobbs uh, tore Lindsey Graham apart, uh, and Lindsey Graham is like a professional bootlegger for Donald Trump. Why? All comes back to the same thing. Same thing for the FBI director. He's like, why didn't you arrest Joe yeah. Biden right before the election? So the reason for Lindsey Graham is he runs a judiciary committee where Trump thought uh, they, they were looking into, quote, unquote, Obamagate, the unmasking of officials with Michael Flynn. If you're not familiar with that conspiracy, it's irrelevant. Just fill in the blanks. It's all the same thing. Uh, Obama and Biden and Hillary Clinton were in a cabal and, and they were broke. The, the, the Trump caused the worst political crime in American history. Uh, and and so the problem was that that they looked into it and two different Republican committees in the Senate are like, and they, they didn't do it. <laughs> they, didn't, yeah. they didn't do anything. There's no evidence. Yeah, so there, there, was, there, was some unmasking. Yeah, there was some unmasking because unmasking is a process by which information is revealed to people with security clearance who request Information. Yeah, again, right. sorry to use the word, but it's perfectly normal. That's There's perfectly normal. About That's right. It, yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, and then Bill Barr also said, got John Durham, a special investigator, to look into it. And, yeah, and then when they got nothing, Barr and Lindsey Graham, not Ray, Ray's actually honest at the FBI, but Barr and Graham uh, were like, 
Uh, okay, it's really bad. We're going to have to show you after the election. But my God, you should really be mad at Biden. It's really bad, right? And Trump's like, then, okay, why don't you arrest him? They're like, you schmuck, there's nothing there. We're pretending it's bad. We couldn't find anything. And he does, Trump doesn't get it. He's like, what? wait, how am I going to win the election if I'm down 10 points and you haven't arrested my opponent? What's wrong? Like, he genuinely doesn't understand that there is no evidence, and he genuinely doesn't understand why they wouldn't arrest him, even if there is no evidence. Because Trump yep. is thinking, and if all, you, if all you care about is power, and you don't care about the Constitution, America, laws, decency, it does like, whatever, right? To him, he that's why he called veterans and, and fallen soldiers suckers and losers. Because he's like, why would you do anything that isn't for your benefit? And why wouldn't you do anything that does help you? Who cares how it affects other people? The Constitution? <laughs> so I think he genuinely doesn't understand, guys, you have, you're the attorney general. You have the power to arrest them. So why wouldn't you arrest them? That would mean we would win. Right. I don't that get it. Help, and there's no we would win. That would help me. Right. Yeah. And then me. I'll keep you as attorney general. So now he's threatening to fire bar right after the election because he wouldn't falsely arrest his opponent. And so yeah. what part of that isn't fascist? So, you know, I, I don't know anything about John Durham other than he took on this job, this investigation, which suggests that there's something wrong with him. Right. Um, but he hadn't found anything. And if he took it and was dishonest about it, maybe they would have trumped up something. Right. And, you know, it would have wouldn't have held up to scrutiny. Right. But it suggests to me that what we had heard, right, was that it was there was nothing there. And so all that Barr could get out of him was, can you just not say that until after the election? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, just that's fine. That's fine. But we'll announce that this is wrapped up on November 12th or that's whatever right. that is. Right. Yeah. And we'll say, oh, it was bad. But, you know, unfortunately, because of blah, 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 we can't actually indict them or arrest them or do any of that. But, boy, God, we were steaming mad. Right. Uh, and even that's too sophisticated for uh, the blunt instrument named Trump. Um, and and uh, and by the way, if he wins, he will arrest those people. He will fire his own guys, and he'll put in guys like Rudy Giuliani. He'll be like, "Oh, finally, boss, let's get to work." And they will literally arrest the top Democrats in the country. And once the media starts complaining, they'll arrest them. Look, guys, think about it. the media thinks that they're so tough on Donald Trump. How come in none of the interviews and and well, actually, to be fair, I think Fox might have asked him because he just brought it up and they were like, really? Right. But in almost none of the interviews and, and certainly in none of the debates, did anyone ask, wait a minute, Mr. President, you said that Joe Biden should be indicted two weeks before the election. Indicted means arrested. Do you want to put. Joe Biden sitting right there, your opponent uh, in the presidential election, in prison right now? Yeah. Or, yes, right. I mean, I might be like, you know, we're well into this debate. You haven't brought up the fact that you want Joe Biden indicted. Uh, makes it sound like uh, maybe that's not serious. Right? I mean, I'm worried, you know, I, something that, because I'm constantly interested in provoking him rather than, you know, cause, I, because I love movies and I want it to be a, and I wanted to get out of the chair like uh, no, no, like, ben, like Colonel Nathan Jessup, right? 
No, no, let me let me whisper of a dream for a second. So there's the normal dream, which is uh, uh, that starts the sentence on election night or election weekend, whatever it's called, with me saying, down goes. Okay. And and we're all looking forward to that. And that's going to be awesome. But this is a different dream. Uh, when Trump loses, he's still going to want the spotlight so bad. And it's start, and that spotlight is going to start to get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And then he's going to try his own media thing. And uh, I know with great certainty it will be a failure because literally every single business venture Donald Trump has done has been a great failure. So he's like 0 for 11. He's not going to figure it out on the 12th one. Um, and so when that fails and he's starting to get a little desperate, he's going to agree to an interview with me. And then you're going to get what you wanted, Ben, because that is going to be the mistake of a lifetime. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd be great. I would love, yeah, you know, sort of, that, that, would, I, that would be fantastic. Uh, right. He'll get up out of the chair. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he said that. If, if, if at the end of the interview, he's still sitting in the chair, uh, I, I haven't done my job right. <laughs> uh, he, the notion that what you sent me is totally like he has insisted that his opponent and what, what he can't even tell you the crime, of course, right? Biggest crime in the biggest political crime in the history of our country. What what is it? What is the crime? Right? Yeah. And guys, see, that's why I, I say, like, in an interview, I could do it on what, what none of these mainstream guys can do because I don't think it's that hard. They just, for whatever reason, are taught to, to not do it, right? So, so if I was the moderator in a debate, I'd say, you know, Mr. President, you said recently on Fox that uh, you think Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton should all be indicted. Um, and so I was wondering, I wouldn't ask him, hey, are you calling for the arrest of Joe Biden in the beginning? First, I'd ask him, what do you think uh, former President Obama should be indicted for? Because then I know Trump, but he will say, oh, it was the biggest crime in history. You'd never believe it. Okay, I mean, these guys, they were unmasking, and it was Obamagate, and what they did to Michael Flynn, it was terrible. Oh, so you're serious. You do want him indicted. You know that, of course, that indicted means arrested. So do you want Barack Obama arrested right now? Right then, okay, then you, God knows what he's going to say. Okay. Yeah, but I, I think he's, you know, first of all, there was a, that wonderful exchange, and I don't know who the reporter is, saw it at the Rose Garden, where he said, you, the reporter said it was a woman, she said, you called for the arrest of Barack Obama. And she said, what would he be arrested for? And he said, the greatest political crime ever. And she said, yeah, no, no, I know, but to follow that up, what is that crime? What would he be arrested for? And he goes, you, and then Trump said, you know, you all know, you won't say it, but you know. And she did, if I'm remembering correctly, a third attempt, tell us, okay, we don't know. So tell us. And he said, you know, the American people know biggest crime. Yeah, over there. It's tough, man. He, you know, and I mean, and he can stonewall you. Yeah, in a one-on-one -on -one thing where he can't leave. But, you know, he pays no real political price for the endless obfuscation and deceit. Um, I mean, I think he's about to pay a political price for it um, because, again, it's a game of numbers and there's some chance that 62 million drops to 57 million. 
you know, still a lot of support. Or if we increase significantly, then if we get 15 million more people who vote, and he goes from 62 to 65 million, it's not gonna, not gonna be enough, not gonna be nearly enough. So there is a political price, but it took a long, long, long time, and a, and tragically, a, you know, a, a, a deadly disease that has upset everybody's life. Yeah, and and so look, I, I was saying in the scenario of a debate, and there's and he's going to say it. There's no question. And in fact, I wanted to give credit to the reporter because they uh, that Ben was referencing because they did do what I was asking for. The, in that context, it was the best that they could do. And so uh, it turns out it was Philip Rucker, and yeah. and I'll give you the exact quotes. He said, "You appeared to accuse Obama of a crime yesterday. What did he do?" Trump's answer: Obamagate. Rucker, yeah. Rucker, what is the crime? Trump, you know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's somebody that I'm thinking of a different thing, but it was of similar nature. And it's just, you know, because she was in the back standing and she kept going out. She wouldn't let, she wouldn't give up the floor. But maybe it wasn't that directly. But it was again like, hey, man, you can't just say something and then not in any way explain what it is you're saying. No, you're right. You're right. Actually, this article is from May of 2020. So he's done it so many times. Yeah. That's uh, why I'm saying on the national debate stage, in order to flesh out his, both his insanity, but more importantly, his fascism, like, you know, to, to press on that and go, so you want Obama arrested in prison and you want Biden arrested in prison and you won't even say what their crime is. Um, and do you understand why that would give people a pause? Uh, yeah. In this country, we don't really arrest our political opponents, especially yeah, without even stating what the crime is. Yeah, and of course, what you really wanted to say is, you know, that sounds crazy. You sound like a crazy person, like that's what that's what a that's what a crazy dictator says. Let's see what he says to that. And just something else, so in your description, you occurred to me, and I bet you'll agree with this. So the debate rules are messed up, right? I mean, this last one. I mean, I don't know that it was better. It was duller, right? But I don't want it to be a TV show, even though that's unquestionably what it is, like a political convention TV show. But theoretically, the producers of the TV show aren't interested in making it interesting. They're interested in being able to soberly relay the facts, and we got to hear from both candidates. But part of the problem with that two-minute limit is the inability of the, like, I don't mind having Trump spend six minutes on why Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Hillary Clinton should be arrested. Like, I don't want them to run out of time and have to move on to climate change. I want them to get to climate change. But part of what helps Trump in those situations, as at the Rose Garden, is he can just call on somebody else. And he can play out the clock on not having that answer. But imagine if you went back at him again and again, like, hey, I'm going to get to Vice President Biden in a sec. But Sir, you keep calling for their arrest. You should tell me what crime it is. It just seems like you're making it up. I'll wait. Do you have an answer? What will he say then? Well, at some point, he'll go, well, I, I have one. I'm, I'll be releasing it soon. You know? Yeah, and, and I want... So but, but I wouldn't that help? Like, wouldn't the idea that you have a fierce moderator who will honestly challenge, you know, it's going to be unclear next time if we have someone, if we have two candidates who aren't insane liars. But uh, it would have helped to be able to press Trump. I would want him to have more time than Biden because who knows what he would say when pressured. So 
Look, we got to wrap, so I'll leave you with this question. If there is such a thing left as a reasonable Republican, which I literally think there isn't, uh, I'm not sure there's one left in the country, um, but Mr. Reasonable Republican or Miss Reasonable Republican, let me ask you this question. Aren't you a little bit bothered that your leader is so lazy that when he threatened to arrest the former president and his and his current political opponent and Hillary Clinton, that he didn't even bother coming up with a crime that they committed. He like he didn't take the one minute it would have taken to Google it or to ask one of his thousands of staffers, hey, what crime should we make up that they're committed? He was yeah. so lazy, so incompetent, he didn't even take that one minute to think about what fake charge that they were going to put on Obama and Biden. That's amazing. No, that's right. That's 100% right. Uh, unless Bill Barr indicts these people for crimes, we'll get little satisfaction. And nobody followed up on that. Not a, you know, Mitt Romney, a little. Yeah. All right. Uh, to get the rest of the program, tyt.com slash join, become a member, and uh, you'll get the full hour of uh, old school. tyt.com slash join. Thank you for watching. For those who are leaving, for the members, stay right here. And we're back. It's my favorite part, especially when we get to the member section, because you guys are all members, so who cares? So you've been watching this whole thing. If you have, bless your heart, we love you. Um, so I want to go back to the uh, Supreme Court. So look, this, this is the part where I don't know if we'll diverge or not, but um, I, I, I want to explain why I get so mad at the media as opposed to Republicans or, or the Democrats. And uh, like the Republicans, I almost don't get mad at at all. Uh, I think that they're wrong and terrible and I disagree with them completely, but they're not doing anything irrational in terms of politics. They're playing hardball and they're winning. They win all the time. I, I don't mean electorally. In this case, the, in the Supreme Court case, they blocked Merrick Garland for a year. It was unfair, but they did it. They won. And uh, they they uh, got to block him, and they and Trump got to nominate who he wants. Um, did you real quick? I'm, I, I'll let you. Did you did you see what Mitch McConnell said, like yesterday, which no. was essentially most of what we've done in these last four years will get reversed in the next four years or down the road, but they won't be able to get out of this one for a while. I'm barely paraphrasing, but this one will stick a while. Yeah, that's right. absolutely right. And, right. and so totally I, right. I loathe Mitch McConnell, but I respect him. Um, you which respect I can't, the, the, right. Which, which I can't say for Democratic leadership or the media. So so then, uh, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, they confirmed eight days before an election. Um, and they're like, hypocrisy? Yeah, so what? What are you going to do about it? And they're right. That's how politics is. And so, and, and that's not illegal. It's not, I mean, I, <laughs> you guys are all members. You know my stance. If something's illegal, I'm not afraid to tell you, <laughs> right? And so um, so they played, uh, you know, hardball politics. Now, Democratic leadership, totally feckless. Couldn't figure out how to put Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court. They had a year to do it. Couldn't figure it out. Um, and, uh, and then now Barrett comes. All they got to do is delay eight days. That's all they got to do. Just eight days. Can't figure out how to do it. Um, I mean, but I, I, I don't, 
I think I don't know how they would have done it. I don't. I don't think there was a lack of interest. They uh, they got played on Garland. I don't know they had a choice here. I don't know they had a card to play here. But I'm not going to disagree with you in a bigger picture because it's a it's a 16 year problem, right? It's a 24 year problem. It's an endless problem where they stood by and let the other side rewrite the rules and they continued to try and play by old rules. And what do you know? You didn't know how to play by the new rules. And it, it passed them by. And with yeah. hideous, hideous repercussions. It's not, a, it's not a game where you got outplayed. Now we're looking at, at, at uh, a conservative Supreme Court for some time, uh, unless we stick four justices on it. So um, there, there's two different ways you could fight. One is on uh, legal maneuvers uh, and, and technicalities, and that's what Republicans use. They are willing to use every technicality to get their way. The Democrats are willing to use none, zero. Um, and, and so I can explain why, etc. The second thing is uh, power of media, the power of your, your argument to convince voters until the polls uh, switch enough that, that you could then have leverage to win, uh, which with Merrick Garland, since they had 10 months before an election, let alone the lame duck session, um, they had plenty of time to execute that. They had all the time in the world to execute it, okay? That's uh, true, but, for, true, true for Garland. Yeah, and so, and, and then I'm gonna tell you how they could have done it on, on Barrett. So it's not empty critique, it, you might, it might not be you might not agree with it, but it's constructive critique. Um, and, and certainly they won't see it that way. But so on, uh, there, there's a number of technical maneuvers that I explained when Barrett was first announced. There was There's five different things they could have done. Uh, and one by one, they took all of them off the table. The Republicans didn't, Democrats did. Tim Kaine came on and said, no, we will uh, definitely not put up more impeachment uh, grounds uh, for Donald Trump to delay uh, the Senate. Um, uh, and I can go down the list of the five things that I suggested, and they chose, they actively chose not to do any of them. Now, it's not because they're secretly in a cabal with the Republicans. It's because um, they're afraid. Uh, they're afraid that if they do any of those maneuvers, uh, that uh, they'll get blamed. Um, well, I, I think they're, I mean, I, I'm certain with the impeachment thing, because I read it, was that their fear was, one, it wouldn't work. It could work for a couple of days at most. Uh, I mean, Dick Durbin thought it could work for hours. <laughs> the uh, man, that guy, um, uh, and that it would help Trump. Right? That's what. Uh, that's yeah, what but that's why. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They're constantly afraid of. Oh, what, what, what are the Republicans going to say? Do you ever see Mitch McConnell saying, "Oh, what are the Democrats going to say?" I'm no, so. No, We've had that. We've had the same discussion for years. We, we we agree. Yeah, I just mean in this case there was a specific thing that not so much what the Republicans would say, but that impeachment, another impeachment no, at this no, point that, in the middle of the virus. There was, was five different things. Impeachment is one of them. You could have chosen one of the other four. So in fact, I want to yeah. focus on 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 one of them uh, that had a prayer. If and it and honestly, it just shows you that Joe Biden and his entire team are not that bright, right? So. The reason that we were talking about court expansion is because the idea was, the original conceit of that was, we, that you tell the Republicans, if you put Amy Coney Barrett on the court, when you wouldn't put Merrick Garland on for a year, you're packing the court. And it leaves us no choice. That means we must expand the court. And we're going to expand it and, and, and put 
four more people on the court. Okay, but we're not going to do it if you don't put Amy Coney Barrett on. Okay, if you if if you don't put her on, then we're not expanding the court and everything's fine. And let's decide this after the election. And if you guys win, you get to put her on the court. Yeah, but right. if you put her on, we're definitely going to expand the court. So your call, brothers and sisters. Okay, now that's a real threat. You have to be ready to deliver on that threat, or at least certainly attempt to deliver on that threat. And there's logical sense about how you play that game. And 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 it's a game of chicken, and it might or might not work. But at least you've got a fighter's chance, right? Instead, what uh, the Democrats did was, uh, we're thinking about packing the court. Why? Uh, I after the election. Well. Yeah. Wait, why? Uh, I, I, okay, never mind. We're not going to pack the court. I, 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 I don't know. I, I haven't decided yet. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We're not going to do it. Oh, God, it, Jesus Christ. Well, I agree with you on this. I mean, I think you're simplifying it too much. Um, but uh, oh. they obviously, they, they tested it. Um, and it didn't come to satisfaction. But I don't think people know what it means or particularly care. And I think framed the way you said uh, is the way to do it. The problem, of course, is that you couldn't get all 47 of them to agree, which means the, I don't know, three, four, five, ten, however many it is, Diane Feinstein, who would disagree with it, uh, uh, would get a tremendous amount of media attention, and it would make it a story. I'm just giving you their thinking. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. that's okay. That's okay. Tim, Tim so Kaine. So you know how and, I roll, and, uh, how yeah. I would do it, and, and so, and I, I'm right. There's no question I'm right. It doesn't mean that I would win. It doesn't mean that the tactic would work. But it, there's no question that logically there is a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. So what they did, I'm sure you're right that they tested it, Ben. So what did they do? They did a poll that said, would you be in favor of the Democrats packing the court? Well, you morons, if you put it that way, of course they're going to say no. But, Jack, these guys aren't all morons. They're just not. That's just not true. Now, some of them have a different tactic. Some, Well, I mean, but... The fact is, you can say that, you know, my way is undoubtedly right. It might not win. Well, if it causes this giant fissure and then that takes over as the primary story in the last three or four weeks before the election, and then Joe Biden loses and Donald Trump wins again, then you did lose and you made a gargantuan catastrophic mistake and you should be forever banned from having a place in a public forum right. and if, that is, if you did do so, that. So, Ben, we're now talking about the most consequential election and the most consequential decisions around it. And I understand that. And if you got me actual polling that said, no, we asked it the right way. We talked about the Democrats would have to do court expansion if uh, the the Republicans put Barrett in as court backing. And you asked it and framed it the right way, you asked it the right way, and the poll came back negative, then I wouldn't do it because it's too high a risk, okay? But now, over the course of the last 40 years, every time a situation like this has come up, the Democrats have been too scared to make their own case. And so whereas I might have done it in, you, you might say, too many of those instances, I might have done it 80% of the time, and when in reality I should have done it 60% of the time and 20% of the time I get burned, right? The Democrats did it 0% of the time and then woke up and realized, oh, we never made our own case. And that's why, even though the country agrees with us on almost every policy issue, we magically winds up wind up losing the White House, the House, and the Senate, all the time. All yeah, so the time. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you in general. I mean that uh, the the problem, as always, is Tim Kaine and Dick Durbin, right, and Diane Feinstein. Uh, and I think in this case, I mean, for court, I know, I guess Bernie Sanders is just a filibuster. Was he in favor of packing the court of 
first of all, we should change that phrasing, right? Uh, court expansion. Expanding the court to uh, restore the dignity and rights of Yeah, Americans. the Republicans did right. court packing, and we're doing yes. expansion. Uh, See, right. But they so, don't even get that right. Anyway. So, right, but it's a tough thing when you know you're going to have a fissure in your own party. Um, nah, and, no, I don't agree. So, will you yeah. have a fissure? Yes. Will they get a lot of media attention? Yes. But then everybody just leaves it there. So, again, I know I'm right. How do I know I'm right? It's not because of me. It's because of historical precedent. It's because of LBJ. So what LBJ did was he then literally leaned on people and said, I will break you. You vote against me and your career is done. You Any way you like, brother, okay, but I will break you. And that's a guarantee. And so I don't know a single Democrat that's got the balls to say that right now. Um, yeah, I just I, I hear you. That's those are great stories. I, look, man, I'm not. I really am. But not, they're true. I, I don't. Yeah, they're true. But there wasn't every representative didn't have an ability to control their. Uh, there wasn't the media attention on it. Right, it all happened privately. Nothing happens privately. First of all, you can't make a comparison between the political pressure exerted by Lyndon Johnson and the political pressure that Chuck Schumer. And Dick Durbin, his number two, can yeah. assert, right? So, I, I mean, granted. But part of the reason is is because there are now 600 channels and the internet. Um, and it is very hard to play that game. I, and I don't know, you know, I don't think Mitch McConnell could do it either. I mean, they are they fall in step far easier. Um, you know, they don't, whatever. They We know why. They fall, they fall in step in much easier fashion. But there's no question that we don't have strong arm, tough leadership. I mean, yes, what you would want is if there are eight members of the uh, of the Senate Democrats who don't think that's a good idea, including some, I'm sure, running for reelection. Um, although I don't think Americans are super motivated by Supreme Court expansion, um, uh, the, the, we 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 lack the ability to uh, corral people to whip the votes and keep people in line. That's unquestionably true. There's a the leadership is not super strong, no question. So that's what leads me to say. But of all of those folks, the people that I'm most upset at are the media, because they they just have no concept of what's going on. Like so, they will tell you that there was nothing. Just like Pelosi and Schumer want them to tell you, they will tell you that there was nothing the Democrats could have done about Garland, and there's nothing that they could have done about Barrett that they had to surrender in both of those. And in fact, in every single fight, there was nothing they could do and they had to surrender. And they, with a straight face, say that almost universally, that Nancy Pelosi is a master legislator, a person who is one and 189 uh, in in legis important legislative battles. And they just genuinely believe it. And so it, I, I'm being too harsh in calling them in, any of these folks morons. They're not, they're not. Uh, they're just normal. And that's what I've realized recently. They're, they're not anything special just because they're Speaker of the House or a presidential candidate or a congressman or anything like that. So, you know, don't under-inflate uh, them. That's not a thing, uh, like I'm doing, right? But don't over-inflate them. They're just enormously normal. So the Biden team didn't think through what's the right strategy on court expansion. And we know that, and I think, Ben, you would acknowledge this, because he got caught on a middle of the ground answer that didn't that only got him in trouble. Yeah, there's no there's that. no question that they should have had an answer. Uh, and the answer should have been, yeah, if we do it, if they'll nominate her, then I'm gonna do it, then I'm gonna fight for it if they don't. I mean it's a very simple answer. 
right? Um, it doesn't take long to explain. It's funny, all these stories talk about how, you know, the, the Republicans, that the, the, they don't even mention the timeline with Merrick Garland. Some of the articles don't even mention Merrick Garland. They just, I mean, I, I would have it in there every single time. There are things in my scripts that I put in every single time. I don't care how many times I repeat it because somebody's watching for the first time. And, uh, uh, and, and what happened with Merrick Garland should have been in there every single time and that it was, you know, eight and a half months. And this was five weeks after people had already started casting votes. They're not even remotely the same, not yeah. even in the same ballpark. Yeah. Honestly, that one, I blame more on the Democrats than the, the media because they dropped that talking point within two days. <laughs> yeah. They are so feckless. They're so, the reason why, whether you're a big progressive or not, everyone in the room, when and Ian, you see the, the slight disagreements that Ben and I have over this, but everyone in the room knows uh, that when we talk about tough leadership and mention the, the names Schumer and Durbin, we all chuckle because it's the most obvious thing in the world that they're not tough. Uh, and But to be fair, and I'll leave on this note because we got to wrap, but um, to be fair to the Democrats, they can be tough. For example, uh, the DCCC, they said, you know, if you work with Republicans, we don't care. If you do work with this, you work with that. I, we don't. None of that bothers us. But if you ever work with a progressive challenging a Democratic incumbent, we will blacklist you forever and end your career. You will never be able to work in this town again. We'll cut off your funding and and drive you out of this business. Okay. They said that not so much that for any any challenge to they said for any challenge it's always from the left but any challenge to an incumbent until who they until they supported which challenger this cycle uh kennedy uh, over markey and that yes. was uh That's mama right. bear herself nancy pelosi uh who came out and said yeah that rule no she didn't even say mention anything about the rule because literally no one in the press asked her about her own rule yeah. And, and she said, Not. yeah, I'm against the Democratic incumbent, Ed Markey in the Senate. I want to help his challenger, who is, of course, more conservative than him. And no one noticed. I don't even know if he's more conservative. It doesn't matter. It, it, she yeah. was, they were friends. It, it, you know, and, of course, it was also dumb because he lost badly. Yeah, but she's a master legislator. Um, so they're willing to be brutal to progressives, and they're willing to be hypocritical like Mitch McConnell is. So they're just not willing to do it to Republicans. Fact. Well, here's the one way uh, to get out of it uh, is that, uh, right, it wasn't used to stop uh, Coney Barrett. And your strategies would have been tougher. There's no question. It still probably happens. Uh, so the whole issue is, will you expand the court? <laughs> we'll uh, uh, we'll no, find out. No way. Yeah. There's a zero percent chance. Honestly, I don't know that I'd expand the court. One of the reasons I would have hesitated in using that strategy instead of the other four is because I, I don't want to bluff. If I said I'm going to expand the court, I'd expand the court. Uh, but I, I don't think I want to expand the court. Um, and, and if I don't want to expand the court or I have reservations about expanding the court and I'm undecided about it, you think Biden's going to do it? <laughs> you think Schumer and Durbin are going to do it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to see what the mood is. Like they... But yeah, I get it. I mean, then obviously, then they can, you know, we move it to 13 judges and then we move it to 19 judges. And then we're yeah. like, everyone's a Supreme Court uh, justice. I mean, we all get what the, uh, what the issues are. 15 of the last 19 judges on the Supreme Court appointed by Republican presidents. 15 out of 19. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, we got lucky that a third of them uh, flipped and were like, oh, just kidding. I'm actually rational. Uh, right. right. If, yeah, if thank, those, God, thank God for David Suk. You know. That's right. If those guys hadn't flipped right now, it'd be like 12 to nothing on the Supreme Court. <laughs> all right well anyway we're all screwed enjoy that it's six to three now and uh, i'm sorry to tie it all back and i know we said we're gonna wrap but i uh, the reason i brought all this up in the first place is because now roberts ruled that no you have to count mail-in ballots in a pennsylvania case right and you have to listen to the local state rules on it and what the state supreme court said because he believes in states rights he's an actual conservative ideologically um, and the other four, uh, Alita Gorsuch, uh, Kavanaugh, uh, and Clarence Thomas all said, no, just whatever it takes for the Republicans to win. So you just throw them in the garbage if you want to. Now, Barrett is not going to be the sixth vote on that. She's going to be the fifth vote on that. So it's possible that just like Bush v. Gore in 2000, and they'll get to say, hey, we have precedent. It if will it's, be a, yeah, if, if, if it's anywhere near close and a lot of mail-in ballots haven't been counted yet, Iowa takes weeks to count, that they come in and go throw them in the garbage and burn them. Five to it four. Be a, it will be an interesting test, and that's not a fair test because he'll probably lose, but it will be a, uh, a critical moment in history that will judge how Lyndon Johnson is, how strong John Roberts is. Like, can he convince Barrett or Gorsuch, because they seem like, or Kavanaugh, that this is, that what's happening here is un-American. You can go back and you can, you can ban abortion, you can do all these other things you want to do that an overwhelming majority of the American people obviously don't want you to do. But we cannot have this. It'll be, that will be a test, you know, like the way Earl Warren got Brown versus Board of Education to be 9 yeah, And they are the only people left in politics in public life that aren't really affected that aren't affected at all by the by the media cycle so perhaps things are a little it's a different set of circumstances i'm not betting on it but it, i'm i'm curious but it's again it's why it's why the win has to be uh substantial yeah uh, i i think you're right about all of that I think if you told alito and thomas we're going to literally steal this election and burn the votes They'd yeah. say yes, no problem That's at right. all. Um, That's right. you, the I best think, you got, the best you got is seven to two outside, right? That's right. Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett. We, well, we don't even know about her, right? Yeah, they. You know, this is it possible that they would burn the votes? Absolutely. Is it a foregone conclusion? No, it is not a foregone. Right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and remember again, it's not like they haven't done it before. They burned the votes in Florida in two thousand. They would not let them recount. And if they had recounted, Gore would have won Florida. Yeah, they were recounting the whole state in spite of Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yep. That's, that's right. Saying. And they wouldn't do it. And they burned those votes uh, to put the Republican into office. So if history's any judge, uh, Republicans on the court will have no principles at all and don't give a damn about the Constitution or America. Um, all right. On that cheery note, <laughs> hopefully we'll see you in, uh, well, next week we probably won't do one because of the election mania, et cetera. So hopefully two weeks from now, on a much cheerier note, when when this has already happened, <laughs> when we have already taken this out. 
God, what a giant dark cloud lifted over the country if that happens. Yeah, and, well, oh, here, fun prediction. I don't know why I haven't made this prediction. And Asher and Skip, sorry for the thousand times I've said we're going to wrap and we have it. Um, so I think at some point Trump is going to concede. And then like a couple of days later, change his mind for no reason. And oh, yeah. by that time, it'll be too late. But he'll go back and forth a couple of times during the lame duck session. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because people, everybody be like, hey, you lost by 12, you got to go. And he'll be like, ah, oh, this sucks. So, okay, fine, fine. And he'll go out and he'll concede or whatever. I mean, it's BS and, you know, fake news. And this is the most unfair election of all time. Uh, but whatever, I'm happy to go back to Mar-a-Lago. Everybody remember, $200,000 to sign up, maralago.com, et cetera, right? And he'll do that. And then two days later, come back out. I don't know. It's the biggest crime in American history. I, I got to stay. And then people like, it'll be a it'll be a tweet at like four forty five in the morning Eastern time. <clears throat> Been given new information. Outrageous vote fraud. Staying on. Must stay. Fight for America. Right. Just you know, yeah. make no sense. He'll yes. never have. Yeah. That, that's in how fact, it'll be. Right. In fact, we're laying. This is perfect for old school. Uh, we're laying down the odds oh, right now. I say the over under on number of times he changes his mind on whether he officially lost and will concede uh, in the lame duck session. I know, is, I know what you're going to say. Is two and a half. And, and I was going to say two and a half. It's a perfect number. That's right. Yeah, two and a half. So which, Ben, over or under? I'll take the under. I'll take the under because I can't, I can't go three. It's too crazy. Um, okay, you got to bet. 20 bucks. Simple 20 right. bucks. Uh, and I, look, I think two and a half is the perfect line. I agree with you. Do, do and, I, what, if, I, if Trump wins uh, and therefore there are none, I still win, right? That's under. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll give you that. Yes. Right. Uh, and as yes. Frank Lund yeah. said, then let's just shut down all polling in the country because it right. turns out it's off by 10 points. <laughs> it's, way, it's off by 10 points. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. All right. I'll take the over at three times he changes his mind for 20 bucks. Um, okay, fun for everybody. All right, much love. Uh, have a great night.